0: and welcome back to the morning geekdom podcast as always i am your host anthony matulin and today i am joined by Damien, greg and gerald on today's podcast we discuss a film celebrating its 25th anniversary bad boys don't
1: be alarmed we're negroes we were wondering if we can borrow some brown sugar on the miami police force to do a man's job
2: your pass.
1: Oh, you gotta send in the boys. You see, you, you something wrong with you? Bad boy, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Martin Lawrence. You made me think you were going to shoot me for a minute. Will Smith. I was. Bad boys, what, what you gotta
3: do?
0: Damien, how do you feel about this movie being
3: 25? I didn't realize that it was 25 years old, literally, until you said that right now, and I don't feel good about it. So you're real time, you're finding it, finding out about it right now. Yeah.
0: And it's 25 years old. Yeah. It's legal to date. This would be in like your <laughs> wheelhouse to date. Mm-hmm. Man, 25. You know how fucking long that is? I mean, it's a long time. It's like 25 years. It's a lot that's a lot of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gerald, you're the you're the old guy on the pod. How do you feel about it being 25 <laughs> years
1: old? It doesn't feel that old, but yeah. That's crazy. It kind of does though, right? A little bit. A little bit. Some of some of the fashion and and the music, and we'll probably talk about that. Yeah. But uh, it's still it's still a fun watch, though. But it's it's hard to think back twenty five years. That's you know, it's crazy. so I
0: think the most jarring thing is both Will Smith and Martin Lawrence look so yeah. different than they do now.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which yeah.
0: Will Smith for years looked the same, but he's obviously older, and he's starting to look it. So, like, mm-hmm. watching it now and seeing how much younger he looked then is jarring oh, to me. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. They look like kids. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, Greg, you remember seeing this? Like, in the theater?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I do. Yeah. it. it I mean, it, I don't remember why I would have been allowed to go see <clears> it. I must have been <clears throat> with my parents. But it's like all those movies at that time, I, I kind of always question the material, of the movie in, in, my recollection. But yeah, I remember seeing it in theater. It was a fun flick. I, I remember
0: seeing it in a drive-in with, with our guy, Tyler, we saw this and I remember, Oh, nice. I believe it was, I don't remember who we went with cause we we're not old enough to drive. Somebody it might've been my parents might've been his parents drove. And then he and I got lawn chairs if I'm not mistaken and walked over to the theater or to the screen that was showing this movie and watched it while they watched something else.
2: I'm super jealous of your guys' double or possibly more screened uh, drive-throughs or drive-ins. Because uh, in San Luis, we had a single-screen drive-in, but and we would you know sit with lawn chairs away from the parents yeah. just to get some separation. But definitely didn't have like multiple movies going on. Yeah, at the, same the one
0: time. we went to had six, I think.
2: So Oof. I messaged Jamie
0: the other day. So there's one that's open in Montclair. So that's not far from me. I know it's not far from probably far from Greg either. That's open right now. So Nick and I are probably going to go catch a movie at the drive-in pretty soon. They're not playing anything like <laughs> nice. new. They're playing stuff that's like the video on demand mm-hmm. shit, but I'm like just itching to go do something. Yeah. So I think we're going to end up end up doing, going to uh, to see a double feature at the drive-in. Pretty pumped. Nice. Yeah,
1: sounds cool. All right,
0: Gerald. So we m- moons ago at this point, a while ago, put out our, our mm-hmm. top 10 list internally, and then we, mm-hmm. we started doing the pods and we haven't continued them, but we will. Bad yeah. Boys, if I'm not mistaken, was in your top ten, maybe your top five. You said you mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. watched this when yesterday, a couple mm-hmm. days ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, yesterday. Is this movie's still mm-hmm. in your top five. It may not be in my top five. It's still in my top ten. I was I was kind of surprised. Okay, because I was thinking, nah, I'm not. I, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I watched it last night with uh, Tamika, and I was quite surprised how much I still enjoy this movie. It's not top five. Okay but it's definitely in the top 10.
3: Yeah. Damien, you're so, smiling. So fun. Why are you smiling? <laughs> um, This movie, this movie has aged a bit. A, a lot.
4: <laughs> yeah. Maybe a lot. It
3: has. So I haven't watched
0: this one. For some reason I had watched two more, more uh, recently. And I remember not liking two nearly as much. Two doesn't feel like it's aged as much. This movie I'm gonna ask the question right off the bat and let's just go down the line. So we'll go Damien to Gerald. Is this a good movie, Damien? Oh man. And and you don't have to elaborate on it. Like Knee Jerk Reaction, just watched it. Is this still a good movie?
3: I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like my Knee Jerk Reaction is no, it's not a good movie.
2: Okay, Greg? <laughs> Um, it was definitely less action than I remember. Okay. Like, and maybe that's just oversaturation of like intense nonstop action in current movies. That like, you see a movie from the 90s and you're like, there's a lot more gaps in here than I remember it. Um, uh, I think I actually liked it better this time than when I watched it previously. Not like back, 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 but when I watched it like a few years back, I think I enjoyed it more this time.
0: Gerald. I mean I, I we already know your answer since you just said it's still in your top ten.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is still one of my favorite. It's a fun heist movie, if that makes okay. sense. Um uh, yeah, I mean, as far as it aging, yeah, it looks super corny and like I said, some of the fashion and sure. stuff like that. But it is still for me, and we'll probably get into it, it shows I'm a I'm a huge Martin Lawrence fan. Sure. So that was him and it that was like him in his heyday. Yeah. And I, everything about that movie, I, I I laugh, I just laugh, I chuckle. And this is the type of movie that it can be on like regular cable, something and have it in the background. And I can, I pick up lines and I, and then I just start watching it. So yeah, I mean, it's, it may not have aged well, but I still, I still get a real good kick out of it every time I watch it.
0: Okay. So going back, doing research on it, you know, I like to watch the old trailers. Then I also like to look for a trailer that we're going to play at the beginning. I didn't realize, and it makes sense, but for whatever reason, knee jerk, I didn't realize or remember that Martin Lawrence is the is the number one build person on this movie. It wasn't Will Smith. Oh, right. so mm-hmm. that was surprising to me. Um, mm-hmm. And Marcus is much more of the likable character in this movie. Which when I was younger, I thought Mike Lowry was the more like I liked him more and he's a, we're going to, I'm going to, I have a bunch of questions about yeah. him specifically. He's a terrible person. You're right. And yeah. And watching <laughs> no, this as like yeah. a mature adult, yeah. I'm like, this dude is fucking terrible. Like yeah. my, my guy is not a, like, there's nobody like him in 2020. Like he's right. the least 2020 person that we've probably ever talked about on this, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I was, I was surprised that, that Martin Lawrence was the the top build. Um, With all that being said, uh, I really, 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 really don't like this movie anymore after watching it oh. just today. So we'll get Indeed. into it. And it's not gonna take away because I'm gonna try to remember like what I liked about it at 15 and even later in life. But watching it now, the the more I guess cynical part of me or just the more refined taste, it it's flat, man. It doesn't hit the notes. Like the humor isn't funny to me. It's it's the one-liners are really terrible. And we're going to talk about it at some point, but I don't want to shit on it the whole movie. I'm trying to remember like what I really liked about it. And there are some moments I still really liked, but overall I was just like, man, this might be my least favorite movie. We're going to do a podcast on, <laughs> but I'm still excited to do okay. it. Cause I'm talking to you guys yeah, and Damien good. is just yeah. smiling and I love it. <laughs> so he's just, he does. I could tell my guys, like I agree with him, but I'm not, I don't want to shit on it right off the bat. <laughs> we we got to warm up. <laughs> All right. Uh, One of the worst synopsis ever on IMDb, which is funny because I'm looking at the, I, I just because we've done all of them on IMDb. I still pull the synopsis from this, but I'm watching it on Netflix. The synopsis on Netflix was considerably better, but I'm like, fuck it. We've done IMDb. I'm sticking with IMDb. So here's the synopsis and it starts off terrible. Two hip detectives protect a witness to a murder murder while investigating a case of stolen heroin, from the evidence storage room from their police precinct. I don't ever want to see something start with too hip.
4: Yeah. <laughs> ever. Pretty, pretty bad. Pretty corny.
0: <laughs> but that's the that's synopsis. And I still would love to find out who's writing these. Because it appears to be the same person. Because they're mm-hmm. all different levels of terrible. <laughs> Damien, if I was to read this to you. In 2020, you don't have any idea what this movie is. Are you going to see this movie? No, no, definitely not.
1: Greg?
2: Ah, uh, no way. Gerald?
1: Yeah, two hip detectives. I don't even know what hip means anymore. <laughs> what the fuck's that? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, they got bad <laughs> no, hips. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Pretty poorly written. So, for today's.
0: Right. So so watching this yeah. movie, every single thing that came up, I was like, this is classic Michael Bay bullshit, right? <sighs> Did anybody remember that this is his first movie? I had no idea till I looked it up. This is his directorial debut.
1: Really? I Yeah. I kind of remember that because after this movie, you know, Michael Bay has a sort of style. Yeah. And w- once he got into like the Transformers stuff, I was just like, I'm done. And it was, I don't know, because he did what The Rock... He did The Rock. The, what, the
0: Rock was the follow-up to this.
1: Okay. And then he did... Oh, Armageddon, right? He
0: did Armageddon, yeah.
1: And I like Armageddon, um but... You don't like The once, Rock? Once, once I do like okay. The Rock, yeah. But once, once he started getting into all those... Tra- and I don't know how many of those he did with maybe two or three, four. I don't he know. hasn't directed That's all of them. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. After... I like The Rock. I like Armageddon. Bad Boys. After that... I just kept seeing kind of the same style, I guess you would say. And I got sick of seeing that style. So that's just me.
0: So yeah, watching this movie, I I had no idea that this was his his first movie. And like I said, everything I saw, every scene that like slow motion, you know, (laughs) they're, they're showing them slow motion getting out of the car. So everything I'm watching, I'm like, this is the most Michael Bay shit I ever seen. But- it's like his first movie, which is crazy to right. me that he already had that refined of a style mm-hmm. on his first
1: movie.
3: Dame. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I no, I was just saying, yeah, <laughs>
0: Damien. Do you like Michael Bay?
3: Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I like Michael Bay. Okay. I, I will say that I like, uh, his, some of his movies are guilty pleasures for me. For sure. The rock, the rock. I just enjoy That's a funny and enjoyable movie um armageddon we've talked about this is not a good movie it is a guilty pleasure uh movie for this this i would have put on my like is fun movies and we'll get into this but i feel like is it i will kind of wish that i didn't sign up to do this podcast because i feel like watching it last night ruined it for me so dude 100 um
0: the rock is a legit fun action movie to me Absolutely. Still, and i've watched that recently and it's still great um, Armageddon well-documented how I feel about it. Not a fan. I still enjoy the first transformers. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I think that still is okay. You know, it's not terrible. I want to go through some of his hits right now and just talk about with you guys, um, is this the most Michael Bay, Michael Bay movie and it being his first movie? So, cause he had like Gerald said, he has a very specific style, right? He, he writes He directs characters, character development in a very specific way. And that's, I want to get to that at some point in the pod too. Um, on how he, he directs women and how he portrays women on, mm-hmm. on, on screen. Cause it's not good in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah. here we go. Right? So bad boys, this is in order bad boys, the rock Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, bad boys, Two, the Island transformers, transformers, revenge of the fallen transformers, dark moon or dark of the moon. Excuse me. I don't want to mess that one up <laughs> pain and gain, which is, has anybody seen pain and gain gain, terrible movie. Transformers, Age of Extinction, so now we're at four Transformers. 13 Hours, Five Transformers, Transformers The Last Night, that's number five. And then a movie called Six Underground, which was the Ryan Reynolds movie that just came out on Netflix. That's a a lot of bad movies. A lot, a lot, for someone who's still allowed to make a ton of movies in Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) So Damien, is this the most Michael Bay, Michael Bay movie?
3: Mm, oh, fuck i feel like no okay. i feel like he, he you know he had his style well established sure right out of the gate from you know whatever like indie shit or personal projects he was doing beforehand a lot of music videos yeah not surprising at all deep like, in s- deep in the meatloaf game oh really yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shit. yeah. um yeah but I i don't, I don't know i feel like I feel like Transformers is maybe close to his peak. Okay. Um yeah. So I don't think it's the most Michael Bay movie. What do you think, Greg?
2: I would say yeah, like in about the point when I he stopped becoming becoming like he started becoming unwatchable to me was like yeah, like the <laughs> second, third Transformers movie moving into Pain and Gain, okay. like those movies were so Michael Bay that they're they're unwatchable. All
1: right, Gerald. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Like I said before, once once he started doing the transformer stuff, and recently, Tamika and I watched uh, the last night or whatever. It was on. It was just on, yeah. and that thing is so so bad. Yeah. And I'll, I, and yeah, I, I it's
3: unwatchable. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And that's yeah for me. You know so? oh, go ahead, Damon. I was just gonna ask. Do you know what the last night's Rotten Tomatoes score is? Two. No. <laughs> What your percent? What do you What do you guess, Gerald?
1: I I would get ten. Let me 10%? Let me give a legit guess. I think uh, it's like fourteen. Okay. Four, yeah, I said
3: ten. Yeah, fifteen. <laughs> right on the money.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Oh, Cumulatively, so averaged with
0: the with the five Transformers movies, which I forgot he directed all of them, but Bumblebee. Yep. It's oh, they're probably yeah. averaging like a thirty percent. Oh, so bad. Maybe. You want to know?
3: You his his overall average rating for all of his films 28% 37 fuck <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's it's the rock that says yeah. it right people
0: are giving this go, dude yeah.
3: millions and millions of dollars
2: <laughs> billions probably dude but
0: yeah. millions and yeah. millions of people go and see those yeah, transformers yeah. the four or five transformers movies i guarantee you have made a cool like half a trillion dollars oh yeah absolutely worldwide yeah. guaranteed um yeah So for me, the most Michael Bay movie would probably be Pearl Harbor. And the reason I say that is because he took a subject matter that I was so excited to see a movie, a modern movie made with modern special effects. The trailer looked amazing and he took a fat dump all (laughs) over it. That movie is fucking unwatchable. Like there is not a moment in that movie that you don't want to say fun because of the subject matter, but there's not a moment in that movie I was like, yeah, can you imagine if like Spielberg did Pearl Harbor, right? But we got this oh, wow. guy doing it, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just and which sucks because he's supposed to be like one of the nicest dudes in Hollywood, like to to just the general public. But he's such a shit director, dude. It's unreal, he, unreal.
3: Does he have like the best gate? Like, is he set up better than? We will, well, I mean, he's definitely set up better than all of us are. But like, he basically is making movies for the 11 year old version of all of us. Yeah. And he's totally okay with that. Like, he has no aspirations to do anything else. He knows what they are. And it's a cookie cutter, you know, different, you know, uh, story or whatever for the next movie. But it's all the same thing. There's something super happy.
0: There's something to be said about someone who is like, that's his style. Yeah. And he doesn't care that he has a thirty eight percent rotten tomato score on an average. He'll give a fuck. <laughs> because he's cash he's cashing yeah. checks, he's making movies, yeah. and people see him. His checks are heavy. He- super heavy. <laughs> yeah. Super heavy. No fucks given. No yeah, fucks. the dude if I'm not mistaken, homeboy like cruises around in Ferrari.
4: Yeah, so he's, not weird. S-
0: he's not he's not worried. And he's he's not doing well. Like he doesn't do you know, he he's not struggling for, for, for company. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he's no,
3: doing sure. okay. Yeah. I think I saw something as I was looking over his uh, Wikipedia page early on that his net worth is something like $400 million or something like that.
0: Yeah, because he catches producer checks too. And though yeah. you're talking about director oh, checks being yeah. heavy. Guess what producer checks are? Super heavy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you can just like, clearly he enjoys doing this. He likes explosions yeah. and the same, yeah. you know, the same art style. Um, and cinematography, he just likes doing the same thing over and over again. It yeah. sounds pretty amazing, right?
0: And I mean, on a serious <laughs> note, he he gives a lot of credit and he works a lot with the military in his movies and he he does a lot of research with them. Um, so you know that he does take some of it serious. He's just a like you said, I think you said it best. he's making movies for eleven year old Michael Bay. yeah, and he couldn't be happier about it. My favorite, though, is I believe Megan Fox compared him to Hitler. Yes. I heard. <laughs> Which like guess what, nobody cares what Megan Fox has to say? I'm just not to be a dick, I'm just like nobody really cares about what you have to say Megan Fox. So there is that though. So I guess some some people don't like him, right? Cuz you can't be compared to Hitler. That's a bad look. No. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This movie had a budget of $19 million. If this movie's made in 2020, this is like a $200 million movie. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah.
0: Again, watching it recently, not a ton of special effects. Mhm. Like everything really looks practical. Like the hangar fight scene, they really are blowing shit up. Yeah. So, uh, nineteen million budget, a hundred and forty million dollar gross. Not bad. Damn.
1: Not bad. I mean, not bad.
0: bad for a movie that came out twenty five years ago and has spawned <laughs> what two sequels.
1: Yeah. Mhm.
0: I'm a little surprised that this this didn't turn because I think if this comes out in 2020, they turn this series into like a Fast and Furious type series. Yeah.
4: Hmm.
0: Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah, for sure.
0: Now it might not be with, you know, it might not be with, with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, but it might be with like the two other detectives that are on it. Right. That are in it. Like in 2020, that's the rock and Jason Statham or something. Like they're spinning mm-hmm. this series off into something.
3: You're I talking think. about Sanchez and Reese. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, <man>. yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched that movie. Are, I will watch that. Are you, let
0: me ask you this, Damien, are you offended by their portrayal? <laughs> 'Cause if there was any stereotype of anybody <laughs> in any movie, it's it's them. It's not good, man. One of them has <laughs> chest hair, a wife beater, and two gold chains on.
4: <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, they're
0: in Miami. They they're are Miami. in Miami. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I I took a little I I felt like I felt like again, if this is a more modern movie, everybody's really sweaty in this movie, right? Being oh, yeah. in Miami, like I just watched Top yeah. Gun recently. I don't know why it was on TV. Everybody's really sweaty in that movie, the whole movie. Why is nobody sweaty <laughs> in this movie?
3: I feel like that was the case. That was, that was
2: before. Yeah, I, I think they were a little bit sweaty, but that's definitely Michael Bay's move. Yeah. later in his career is like get the Mister yeah, slow motion. Shoot. Now, Spritz if it would have,
0: if there were more women in this movie, they would have been spritzed up because that's Michael Bay yeah. style. Which again, we're going to talk <laughs> yeah. about that in a little bit. All right. So Damien did not mention it. So I'm going to mention it here. Anybody know what the percentage critics gave this on Rotten Tomato?
1: Gerald. Um, I'm I'm going to go with the critics. I'm going to say seventy seventy eight. 78.
0: God damn. 78 would be a B almost. Okay. I like it,
2: Greg. <laughs> I'm, I'm easy. No, right. no. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like <laughs> it's a B. Uh. I don't know. I feel like critics in the 90s hated action movies. Um, So I'm going to say 62. Okay.
0: Damien? I looked it up, so. Okay. 43%. Wow. Ooh. Audience, 78%. So close to what Gerald is saying. okay. So forever how much we're going to shit on this movie, it's still, I think, culturally very important.
1: Yeah.
0: I think this movie, for what... Correct me if I'm wrong, we didn't really have a minority like buddy cop series at this point. We had Lethal Weapon, which was, you know, Danny no. Glover and uh, Mel Gibson, but we didn't really have like a minority serious action movie to this point. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gerald. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. No, I think, and I think that's where my nostalgia comes in sure. from this movie. Um, and why I think it's significant for me, uh, because you're right. Yeah, you know, I w- I didn't see folks of uh, African American, yeah. you know, on in the big screen like that in the big action, and that was exciting for, you know, I was older, but you know, for kids, you know, in the you know minority kids or whatever. But yeah, so I think that's 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 kind of a turning point for me when this came in out. A lot of ways
0: when this came out, what were you 1920?
1: Uh, 25 years ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. All right. Anybody look up what this movie, so the original concept of this movie was going to be? Nope. No? Okay. No. no. Damien, if I told you the original concept was a movie called Bulletproof Hearts,
3: <laughs>
0: starring <laughs> starring Dana Carvey and John Lovitz, oh my you God. would have told me what? What? I'm a, take all my money. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be serious, right? It has to be a straight comedy. Of course. Greg, would you have seen this movie if it was Bulletproof Hearts, Dana Carvey, John Lovitz? In
2: 1996? 95. 95? Yes, absolutely.
1: Gerald? No. Because <laughs> I, I probably would have been like, I don't even know who the hell Dave McCarvey, I know Al, but... I don't think... No, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been it, interested at all. Isn't it, Wouldn't that have been coming right off of Wayne's World? Wayne, Wayne's World Wayne's 2, 2, 2, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't think I would have seen it. Because at that nope. point, like... Dana Carvey isn't a movie. Neither one of those guys are a movie star.
1: Right.
0: So it's just like another. And and at 95, I'm like deep into like Tupac hip hop. Like so (laughs) bad boys. I was, I'm all about, I was all about it. All right. So the only like um, casting kind of what if that I was able to find besides the original concept of Dana Carvey, John Lovitz is Arsenio Hall was offered the role of Mike Lowry. I'm just gonna say it, this movie has Arsenio Hall in it, it doesn't work. Yeah, no, not at all. (laughs) Okay. So before we get into the categories, I just wanna ask this one question, right? I, again, at the top of the pod, I said how I found it odd that Martin Lawrence was the build, the top build of the two. But from this movie, their careers go in significantly different directions. Like you almost don't ever hear about Martin Lawrence again until Bad Boys 2. And at that point, Will Smith is a like mega, mega star, like Tom Cruise at that point. How did that happen? Do you think that happened from this movie? Because watching this movie again in 95, I remember thinking Will Smith was a action star and Martin Lawrence was just like his goofy sidekick. Martin Lawrence at that point in this movie is Martin from the show, I felt, where Will Smith was not Will Smith from Fresh Prince. Like he was going to be an action star. So, do you think that this movie kind of set their careers on the path it was because it wasn't built that way, Damien?
3: Um, I don't think it had anything explicitly to do with this movie. I think that Will Smith is just a better actor, and so, okay, yeah, he was able to just like continue to grow and develop as an actor and became this, yeah, mega star, whereas like Martin kind of like was always just Martin, um, right. he, he, I don't. I can't think of anything else where he was like wildly different. Uh, mama's house, big mama's house. (laughs) Um, I don't think so. I think Will
0: Smith looks like an action star, tall, handsome, Yeah, you know, where, where again, Martin is, is a good looking dude, but Martin again is, is smaller, kind of goofy. So it, it just set, I think Will Smith up to be like who he, you know, you Martin, what Martin Lawrence wasn't going to be in, in uh, Independence Day. you know what i'm saying like that's not that's not gonna work so i just think again the way that they were portrayed in this movie kind of set them on that path i guess what do you think greg
2: well i mean i always look at you know when someone has a big hit like this what is the next movie they do and that kind of like sets continues either continues their upward movement or kind of plateaus it and yeah like how how will smith followed this up by doing independence day was like you know going to the next level sure. whereas i just looked up martin lawrence the thing the next thing he did after this was um a thin line between love and yeah. hate mm-hmm. and i feel like that was just like N-h-. i mean have you ever seen that movie <laughs> like, <Okay>. no <laughs> it's not bad it's
0: not, it's uh it's in the line of like boomerang so if you've ever right. seen boomerang with with, oh, boomerang. with eddie murphy Bliars. it's in that same thing it's not like an action movie though
2: yeah but it wasn't like a huge no 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 you know what i mean no what do you think gerald
1: um i i think their careers i don't know if it's just how they were set up originally because martin has those comedy chops where fresh prince was funny but like you said i think will smith was going and taking a different direct trajectory whereas Martin Lawrence has always been funny in some of the stuff he's played. You mentioned Boomerang, which is hilarious. You know, um, Big Mama's House. So I think... And then he was doing a lot of uh, stage stuff too, wasn't he? Yeah, he, a he was roles. a stand-up. Yeah, he's a stand-up comic. Yeah. So that's that's kind of his wheelhouse. And I wouldn't think necessarily to go see Martin in an action flick like I would a Will Smith. If I want to laugh and be funny... I'm gonna go see Martin, sure, because that's that's his wheelhouse. Whereas, you know, you're gonna get the big budget action stuff with Will Smith. So I don't know if this this particular movie set them. I think that's just they're in two different wheelhouses, and I think Will Smith is his kind of evolved a little bit different. Where I think Martin stayed in the same same uh, trek, uh, if you will.
0: Well, I don't think anybody would say that they'd rather have Martin's career over Will Smith's career. No, right, right, right. Gerald, were you more of a Fresh Prince guy or more of a Martin guy? Martin. Greg?
2: Fresh Prince.
0: Damien? Prince as well. Yeah, it's just exactly how I thought it would go.
2: Yeah. Me too. Fresh
0: Prince. (laughs) Yeah. So I think think Fresh Prince appealed to a broader audience and Martin, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't. I thought Martin was funny though. Martin was great. But uh, yeah, I don't... I don't know. I think that this career, this movie specifically seems to have set them on the path that they, that they went through their whole career with. And I don't know sure. if that's at the detriment to Martin, but like to Gerald's point, you don't think of him as an action star, but he, he holds his own in this movie. Sure. Sure.
3: Yeah. Do you think he, I don't want this to sound like I'm shitting on Martin cause I'm definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he had aspirations to be more of like a bigger movie star? Cuz he because he is playing like basically the same character and he is funny. I like Martin. Um but he's kind of just doing like his thing. Um whereas like, you know, Will Smith like expanded and was trying new things and diversified himself as an actor.
0: I think I think this this maybe shows more of where we were as a society in 95 where Will Smith was was appealed to a broader audience and that probably says something more about us than anything else. Meaning again, we all just agree that, you know, the three white guys liked Fresh Prince more than we liked Martin, right? So maybe he didn't appeal to a broader audience, which is shitty mm-hmm. to say. And I think that's what hurt him more than anything else because Will Smith did things that no other like African-American actor at that point did. There was no other real African-American leading men besides Denzel and Denzel's and you can't compare what Denzel was doing to what Will Smith was doing, right? All right, true, so I think that is maybe I think would Martin Lawrence would have liked to have will Smith's career? Yes, but Martin Lawrence has had a great career, right? I mean, what I'm looking yeah. at, the dude's worth one hundred and ten million dollars.
3: That's what I mean. like I feel like he's had a good time doing the things that he enjoyed doing, sure, and he it seems like he's content with that.
0: But I don't think he does this movie if he doesn't have aspirations of being an action star going forward. Uh,
3: maybe. In some know.
0: capacity. Yeah, sure. maybe.
1: Yeah, I get
0: you. Whether it's the same character in another action movie where he's more of the the straight man or more of the funny guy and, and Will Smith's more of the straight man in this movie. But I think that he would have liked to have, you know, been in additional movies after this that are action based, not, you know, a thin line between love and hate and whatever the Tim Robbins movie he was in uh, where he's a fucking con man and things like that, you know?
3: Yeah,
0: right. Like, let me put it this way. Would would Martin Lawrence, would he have liked to have Chris Tucker's career? Probably. Yeah, I'm, at one point, Chris Tucker was like one of the biggest yeah. comedians in the world. I don't know that Martin ever had that. No, I don't think so. Would Martin... Would Martin... Would have liked to have Eddie Murphy's career? I think everybody would like yeah. to have Eddie Murphy's yeah. career, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, but yeah. Eddie Murphy did kind of what... A blend of Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, did he yeah. not? Like, he played the... Sure. He had the funny movies. He had um, Coming to America. He had all the comedy specials. But then he also had Beverly Hills Cop. Like, he had the action... Yeah. The sure. Action movies. Yeah. But I don't think Eddie Murphy... At, I don't know if, at, it's hard for me to say, at, at whose peak was a bigger star? Do you think Eddie Murphy or Will Smith was a bigger star at their peak? I think Eddie Murphy,
1: but I think I the broad, I think yeah. the
0: general public would probably say Will Smith.
2: Yeah. I mean, because Will Smith had, uh, had the music, too, that I feel like... Um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, like if he wasn't in the movie, he had music on the radio. Yeah. Like you never were getting away from it. Bro,
0: him. clearly you haven't heard Eddie Murphy's, uh, uh, oh. like his his couple CDs he put out with like Rick James.
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I
0: don't know. It's just watching this movie, it made me think about that. Like how did they not, they were both set on a trajectory because they were both in a mega movie that was very popular, that that was popular with all different demographics. And one Turned into like one of the biggest movie stars in our generation and the other did not. So I I was just thinking about that. Like, how did that really happen? And it seems like this movie was the catalyst for that. Like, what the fuck do I know? (laughs) All right. Ready to get into these categories? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Sure. Most watchable scene. I'm not going to lie. I had a hard time. (laughs) <laughs> I had a hard time jotting down scenes that I was like, ad I'd, I'd I'd seek this out. When I talk about most watchable scenes, one of the biggest things I will say is like I would watch this scene on YouTube. Like would I ever try to seek this out? Or if I see it on TV, am I locked in? Like am I am I going to stop what I'm doing to finish it? Um So I have the opening scene, right? Cuz this is the scene where Martin or uh, Mike and Marcus are driving in the in the Porsche. Which I remember as a kid being like, I don't really think that's a nice car. But that's <laughs> that was just, you know, me back in the day. Um, opening scene, driving, they set the tone. You can tell their chemistry right off the bat. The thing that punched me in the face watching it this time, is this the most aggressive color palette in a film of all time? Like, not any part of this movie is shot like what it looks like probably through a lens. Like, they are fucking just (laughs) yellows and like every right Damien. Like yeah, that opening credits like punches you with the fucking colors. Yeah.
3: I mean, this is one of like Michael Bay's things where he's known for like color grading the shit out of everything overusing orange and teal. There was not a ton of teal in this movie, but like orange orange fucking cranked to 11.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Like it's a constant
0: sunset, right? All right. So I like the opening scene, you know, they try to get carjacked. I like Kim Coates, you know, who was Tig in in, uh, in in Sons of Anarchy, also Damien's favorite character in Waterworld. He just it's, wants what does he just want Damien? It's
3: paper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> has this dude has he just yeah. played bad guys in everything he's ever been in? Oh, he's such a good bad guy. He's also the bad guy yeah. in open range, right? The dude is just yeah. a bad guy and he's either a bad guy or a creep in everything. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that bad guy creep face I guess huh? man So I, I, I like that scene Kind of still makes me laugh um, Next scene I have is when Mike and Marcus are talking about uh, Mike being a trust fund baby They're driving the car Talking about you know If, if he gets killed or whatever If something happens he's going to lose his job He doesn't have a paycheck Mike is uh, not happy about it So what I learned about that scene in particular Is, is Michael Bay allowed them to improvise A ton of the movie and that scene specifically is all improvised. And I like it. That's one of the scenes I actually like. They have great. That's what saves this movie to me is their chemistry. Because they still have great chemistry. Whether what they're saying is stupid, doesn't work in 2020, whatever. But they generally have like good comedic timing and great chemistry together. Um, Club hell scene. <laughs> this shit is the most Michael Bay shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Absolutely. Like women dance around in bikinis wet. Drugs, gunfights, ether, big explosions, like, dialogue that doesn't make any fucking sense, slow motion that makes no sense, but they're like, you know what, we're fucking, we're doing it, and we're calling the place Club <laughs> Hell, and there's no reason that all the henchmen are there, and there's no yeah. reason that there's a big-ass truck full of ether out front, except for we're going to blow it up in a little bit. So that's it. <laughs> um, the next scene is the Jojo the Rubber Man, his interrogation, which I love. Still think that 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 seems funny and it's all because of Martin Lawrence when he's trying to talk to Jojo from another room, <laughs> but he's not talking to him. It's, it's still a good scene. And that's like peak Martin Lawrence to me. Um, and then the last scene is the shootout at Mike's apartment. Remember like two scenes ago? I just said that was the most classic Michael Bay uh, scene. I take that all back because the shootout at Mike's apartment is the most Michael Bay scene of all time. And I'm going to tell you why right now. You got slow motion bikini models tribal dudes with tribal tattoos shirtless will smith running and one-liners <laughs> for no reason that's all why right there that's like the i would say trifecta but it's more than five things that's like the 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 just perfect michael bay scene right there damien do you have any scenes you would like to add
3: uh that i would like to add no um <laughs> The only other scene that I might add, which, which also feels just like a Michael Bay wet dream to me is the final dream in the, uh, sorry, the final, uh, scene <laughs> in the, uh, slip. in the, uh, in, the uh, in the hangar, basically the whole thing with the planes and like explosions and then so the car chase.
0: I, I was going to add that, but I don't, that scene is like unwatchable almost to me
2: now. It's, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad.
1: bad. It is really bad actually.
2: All right, Greg, you have anything you want to add? uh no i think the only thing i wanted to say was like i I think the reason why i enjoyed this movie more this time is because i've actually kind of come around to like this early 90s action movie with like the beginning of the swirl around cameras and the slow motion for no music and the horrible dramatic 90s music like for some reason it's now like turned the corner from being awful to being amazing like i was like when i started hearing the 90s music i was like I am in on this movie right now. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's do some '90s action. All right, <laughs> Gerald, do you have any
0: any movies or any uh, scenes you want to add?
1: Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're they're just funny to me. Uh, one of them is uh, one of my favorite characters is Chet, the doorman. Okay, uh, at uh, and every time he's in it, he makes me crack up. So I like when uh, Martin brings the witness over to Mike Lowry's house, and he's just like. Hey uh who's the chick? <laughs> he, he's like is that how's your wife doing? <laughs> so that part is that part is really funny. <laughs> and then um and then when uh what's what's the leading girl's uh Tia, yeah, Teyleoni when she kind of realizes that Martin isn't Mike Lowry and he's starting to talk or she starts to talk about how smooth um uh, uh, uh Will Smith is and then you can see how nervous, you know, yeah. Martin's getting and he then he runs, he runs over to the house and yeah. he thinks, you know, they're smashing or something. So yeah. Well, t- a, <laughs> Julie is <laughs> trying was...
0: to smash on, on Mike Lowry. Yeah. 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 So okay.
1: That was, that was a good one for me. All
0: right. What's your favorite scene in the movie?
1: Gerald. Oh, mine. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say, I would say that part, that part where they're sitting on the bed. Okay. Yep. Greg. I think in the
2: spirit of, of, coming back in love with the 90s movies it was that end over the top action scene at the airport i mean that's what's more 90s than that <laughs> what's more 90s than that
3: damien um i think for me it's probably going to be the very opening scene mainly because of the dude from war world
4: <laughs>
3: and he's just trying to get that it's just i'm trying to get that porsche like <laughs> And he, he's got his like, his goon squad with the dude he's with is, uh, I don't know his name. I don't, you know, I'm not good with actors names, but he was one of the football players in that terrible Keanu Reeves movie where dude, the, the replacements, the replacements,
4: oh, um, yeah. which
3: is fantastic. Uh, and then, and then just like the random woman who the, is like the, you know, the decoy woman to go like walk in front of the car and like bend over. <laughs> it's like it, it's the whole thing is completely absurd yeah and completely Michael Bay yeah yeah that's what I mean it's like yeah Mike, right. Pete, Pete, Michael Bay
0: so my my favorite is Mike and Marcus driving and they're talking about the trust fund um just again because if I'm trying to be serious about this like that's a scene that's actually shows again their their comedic timing and mm-hmm. their chemistry which makes the movie work um if I'm just going to talk about the most like ridiculous scene it's the shootout at Mike's apartment like it's just fucking <laughs> like Damien said it's it's Michael Bay's wet dream. And he's just like, let's do this. I'm gonna make this same scene in the next for the next like 20 years, and you guys are gonna fucking pay me, and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> All right. So next category is what the fuck moment. Damien <laughs> messaged me, and he's like, what does this mean? So again, the the WTF moment can be good, bad, like whatever in the movie made you say like, are you kidding me? Like, what is this? Um, so I have two things, and they're gonna co- both be like more of a broad. Uh, observation than an actual moment. But I was shocked. Shocked is a bad word, but I was like surprised on how casually violent this movie is. Mm. Like they're just Mike Lowry, who I'm going to talk. We, I want to talk about right after this. He's just okay with fucking plugging people all day in the movie. And everybody's just like, Oh, you shot another person. Oh, you shot. And it has so many of the action movie, like tropes, which then we begin to see in every single movie this movie is just casually like we're just gonna shoot everybody and have gunfights in every like the club the freeway houses in front of babies it doesn't matter like we're fucking (laughs) things up and then the other thing and this was like this doesn't work anymore and it didn't work then i remember thinking i guess it worked at the time because it's in all the trailers them casually like capping dudes after they say corny one-liners yeah. Yeah.
4: Yep.
0: <laughs> and I I compare all action movies to the greatest action movie of all time Die Hard. And all of this shit works in Die Hard and none of it works anymore in this movie. <laughs> so that's those were my two observations. damien do you have a what the fuck moment?
3: I did. So I I texted you to ask cuz you're you're like Agenda just set, has like a list of all the categories and right. the category is just called WTF moment and so So that's why they asked for clarification. So as as soon as it as soon as it uh, the scene happened, I was like, this is my WTF moment. Um, (laughs) But I will really quickly go on a side tangent and ask, is it possible to say his name um, without putting the twang on it? Meaning like, can you does anybody (laughs) you have to do Mike Lowry?
1: that's why you notice I've only called him Mike right yeah I know and like
3: you you (laughs) called him Mike Lowry a second ago and you're like Mike Lowry oh did I yeah you did (laughs) just on accident like not even knowing that's what I'm saying like it's a subconscious thing they like it's built in yeah anyway my uh my WTF moment my WTF moment was when Maxine um is at her like uh madam's house or whatever. Like, sure. The woman she's like working for, she's an escort. And and she's like getting set up to go to the dude's place. We got all the heroin. And she's like, oh, I can't go. Like I'm hanging out with my friend. And her boss is like, no, just just bring her with. And she's like, no, she's not a working girl. And she's like, <laughs> no, nah, this dude's all fucked up about speed speedballs. He's not even going to be able to get it up anyway. And she's like, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so look let, i'm just gonna ask a question right now because i have it written down have you ever now you don't have any friends that are prostitutes right yeah. but do you think this conversation has ever happened where you have a friend who's a prostitute and they don't call her a prostitute but look she's a fucking prostitute right which i also find interesting because will smith is openly like down to fuck but then later finds out that Julie is staying at his house, not a prostitute. And he's like, You brought a fucking prostitute to my house. Like, bro, you were about to fucking put it in her like <laughs> 20 minutes <laughs> ago. So, anyways, do you think anybody's been a prostitute and then had a friend who's not a prostitute, but then's like, yo, we're gonna you're an out of you're an out of work photographer. Hey, I just got some work to go do. You just gotta come with me. Like, I gotta go to my job, which they know what your job is. Yeah. Your job is to fuck.
4: Yeah. I don't know why I whispered that,
0: but do you, <laughs> <laughs> has that conversation ever happened?
4: Oh,
0: Damien, man. like in, in any, this is my problem with, with Michael Bay and Jerry Bruckheimer. Like these aren't real. These movies are set in realism and these aren't real people.
3: No, definitely not. I can imagine okay. the history of the world. That conversation has probably happened, but the number of times is very small. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very very small yeah oh, all right great do you have a what the fuck moment i had two first was um at the liquor store scene the sheer number of guy guns that that guy had on holster behind the counter i was like how many times a day does this guy get pulled you know does someone try to like You know, robbed this place because it had four loaded guns behind that register, just waiting to be pulled out. And if I'm not mistaken, Homeboy pulls out a Deagle, like he pulls out a Desert Eagle,
0: (laughs) which is a 50 caliber handgun.
1: (laughs) Freeze, mother bitches! Yeah,
0: again, this is classic Michael Bay. Like, oh, we're gonna have a minority in the movie who's not African American, and we're going to make him fucking Apu from The Simpsons. Like it's wow. it's a rough look. Yeah. The casual racism rough. is
3: pretty rough. Uh, is it casual? Well yeah, I mean it's just like, yeah, just kinda of throw it in. Fuck. That said, young me um,
0: laughed. It was pumped. But yeah. The thing laughed and
3: also like Mother Bitches was a thing for a long time.
4: <laughs>
0: if you don't think Mother Bitches is in my best lines of the movie, oh, yeah. you're mistaken. Yeah. You don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald, what's your moment? Do you have any?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, the Al Capone suite where uh, with, uh Maxine, Max. <laughs> yeah, just getting blasted. Just roughed up right there. And homeboy with the two kilos trying to... <laughs> You just, you're just going to steal two kilos from the, the heist, huh? And, and like, like, yeah, this, this is going to set this movie off, right?
0: What are you going to do with two kilos of uncut heroin? Dude, die. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, okay, so I have so many, so my, I'm going to get back to the what the fuck moments, but since you guys are all bringing it up, I have so many questions about that scene specifically. <laughs> and my number one question, and this is going to be, it's throughout the movie. It's just the casual, like, these dudes who are the worst criminals ever, like the two dude. goons, the old dude, and the guy with the mustache, worst. they give zero fucks about like trying to be incognito. They're going in guns a blazing, and they don't give a fuck. At some point, they hold the guns like this, double guns <laughs> and <Yeah>. sideways. <laughs> so <sighs> they go in, and yeah. what's 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 the dude's name? What's the bad name's the guy? The bad guy's name Fosse or what? I can't uh, remember. Fousey. Fousey. Fouche. Fouché. So Fouché is going to kill Max for no reason. No reason. No reason except to it's a Michael Bay movie, and no <laughs> no woman is written in this movie to not be a whore, a sex object, or just arbitrarily killed to move the story along. Like there's there's those are the only reasons these women are in the movies in his yeah. eyes. He's going to blast her, and he gets a pillow and like tries to. I guess, like, he's using it as a silencer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, that never works. But then, (laughs) his two goons, double fisting it, shoot the cop in the face multiple times. So, like, if you're going to worry about how loud the gunshot is when you kill Max, I'm just saying, Michael Bay, get your shit together. Your stories are not woven (laughs) very tightly, bro. (laughs) Okay, so my what the fuck moment, I think, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go away from what I had. I'm going with, with Damien's. Is like, hey, I'm a whore, you're not a whore, let's go be whores together. <laughs> yeah. Seems like an aggressive move. Greg, your favorite is I'm assuming your the one you 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 added. Yeah. And then Gerald, I would assume yours is that. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Perfect. All right. So let's before we get into standout performance, because there's really only two, I want to talk about Mike Lowry. And Damien, how do you say the name? Lowry. Lowry. Sorry. <laughs> I understand why he's written the way he is written. And maybe it's shame on me for expecting some some good, strong characters in these movies. But in 2020, let me let me rephrase that. In 95, 15-year-old Anthony is jacked on this guy, right? Greatest guy in the world. In 2020, he doesn't hold up. He's a terrible human being. Let me give you let me give you a couple of reasons why. He fucks a lot, right? Which is not a bad thing, <laughs> but it, it implies that he's a womanizer, right? He even says as much at some point when he says that. Uh, Marcus's wife doesn't like womanizers, referring to himself. Mm -hmm. He's okay with capping a dude. Like at any moment, at any time, he's okay with just putting one in somebody, right? No worries about it. Super narcissistic. Has anybody ever seen... Let's go with Damien. Damien, do you have that many photos of yourself in your place? No, the number of photos is crazy. (laughs) Gerald?
1: No, I don't have that many photos in my
0: house. Greg, I already know the answer. Okay, so the narcissism (laughs) is real, like super real. Yeah, for sure. And then openly, Julie calls, talks to to, uh, Joey Pants, right? The captain. And he says, is this another paternity test? (laughs) (laughs) Is this dude a good person, Damien? No, absolutely not. I would argue, is he one of the worst people you've ever seen in an action movie that is the lead character?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're going to go that specific, absolutely. Gotta be, right? Yeah. Greg?
2: Yeah, in any movie where the where the main character isn't like the anti-hero, you know what I mean? Like where you literally are not supposed to necessarily like him. Yeah, but he's not written. He, you know, he's not written to be that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But he's also not written like a real human being. <laughs> Like again the reason
2: and he's written at a Michael Bay human. Right.
0: Exactly. The reason he's written like Michael Bay wants to be. Like yeah, this is who Michael Bay wants to be. <laughs> but it works. Like at 15 year old Anthony was jacked. John McClane Die Hard is written like the every man. That's why that still holds up. He's not doing anything superhero. Yeah. Or super superhuman. Like yeah, there are some scenes where like he would have died jumping off the building. I get that. But he's not like he's not the suave like he's every dude he's wearing a wife beater and like running barefoot he's not some some amazing like suave guy having sex with masseuses and and everything whatever gerald is 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 mike lowry a good dude
1: oh no that that wouldn't even fly in today's (laughs) (laughs) that character uh is not a good dude no not at all
0: is this do you think the reason that will smith took this job is because it was such a departure from fresh prince
1: Hmm. Gerald that's a good point yeah that's a good point yeah Greg you're that's nodding a good point.
2: yeah I mean he had the like the kind of squeaky clean yep. look to him before sure. and everyone yeah. I think who gets stuck in that kind of role who like you're saying like obviously I think some of his choices and what he did and where he's gotten is because he was aspiring for more and I think if you're feeling locked in like that you're gonna pick a role that's trying to be polar opposite sure sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Damien.
3: Yeah, I don't know They I have anything to add other than I think I agree with kind of like everything that's been said about that. So then one other question about
0: him specifically since we're talking about him. So it, again, throughout the movie, he shows he's okay with shooting everybody and anybody at any moment. But then at the end of the movie, he doesn't want to shoot Fouche. Why? is it supposed to be like a redeeming moment for him? Are we not supposed to have seen the body count that he has throughout the m- whole movie and his captain says openly he's okay with shooting people, but then we're supposed to be That's what I don't understand. This is again, this is the issue, some of the issues with this movie. Maybe I'm expecting too much. But Damien, why make it so that he doesn't want to shoot him at the end? Like that's not true to who the character has been the whole
3: movie. Uh n- yes, I agree. I think that it's it is that way because that's how the movie you know, needed to end, right? They needed to the, like slow-mo pan around and he needed to be the like, <laughs> yeah, that, the, the hero moment. Got it.
2: All right.
0: Greg, what do you think?
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Am I just, am I reading into this too much? I feel like maybe
3: you're thinking too deeply about this.
0: I mean, I just watched it like 10 hours ago.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, Gerald, what do you think? Uh, you got to, Great point. It doesn't make sense okay. you know, at the end of the movie. And like all through the movie, they were talking about Mike Lowry's body count. So yeah, everybody uh, is. Yeah. So yeah, that, that last scene didn't really make sense. You you would think he just pop a cap in him right there, but you didn't. So.
0: All right. So standout performance for me. I only have two people. Obviously it's Will Smith as Mike or Martin Lawrence as Marcus. Damien, do you have anybody
2: you want to add? No, just the two of them. Greg. Uh no just I just had Martin Lawrence and I think the one thing I wanted to add is it's weird because looking back in this movie I remember uh, Will Smith in it more sure. and then this time watching it again and, and going like oh no Martin Lawrence is clearly the focus yeah. of this movie yeah. it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit I had not ever kind of perceived it that way before I
0: feel like Martin Lawrence has more of the dialogue and Will Smith has more of the action scenes yeah Gerald do you have yeah. anybody you wanted to add
1: no, no, I don't got, I, I have Martin Lawrence as my standout.
0: Yeah, I haven't, I think Martin is, is the yeah. standout watching it now. But I think again, in 95, it would have been Will Smith.
1: Sure.
4: sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Worst performance. tay Leone is pretty unwatchable in this movie. I, again, maybe I'm expecting too much. Uh, any scene where she's like, anytime she's expected to cry, it's pretty fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible. But the thing that I have is the absolute worst performance in this movie is the score. Not the soundtrack. You know, they sprinkle a little Tupac in every now and again. Yeah. The score punches me in the fucking face. There is, <laughs> right. It is the least subtle thing I've ever seen in any movie ever. Like, if there's an action part, we're going to crank up that music to a crazy note, and it's going to say, hey, this is supposed to create a reaction to you. Like, it's fucking atrocious. The worst. <laughs> So it's hard. I think Ter- Taylor Leone pretty terrible in this movie. I think the score is also terrible. So it's it's difficult for me to pick one. Damien, do you got anything?
3: The score is an interesting pick. Um, I didn't put Taylor Leone on my kind of like list because um, it, it feels like the that's how she was written. I feel like Michael Bay was telling her like, yeah. do this, do this. And she yeah. like nailed it. And unfortunately that meant that she was a very uncomfortable to watch. Don't, don't get me
0: wrong. I don't think that this performance is her fault because she's been in a few other things. I think it's fine. I think this is what she was asked to do, but it's still a bad performance. If it's the director that told her to do it or if it's her, like she's not emoting any emotions.
3: Right. Mm, okay. Maybe I can get behind yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I didn't have anybody else. It, they, it feels equally bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. You think everybody's just, just yeah. Okay. Greg. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I agree.
2: Like, it was hard to, like, make, you know, see someone who rises above as being the worst in the movie. Um, but, and I, and this is probably just my perception or whatever, but I, I can't really stand the bad, bad guy in this movie. And so, like, I don't know why. I can't really put an explanation to it, but he, he's probably the person who I thought was the worst in the movie, but that may all just be me. Is it because
3: you don't like the French?
2: <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> funny enough i put on the discord app like
0: the patriot is a guilty pleasure for me he's the french dude in the patriot who's just like the same <laughs> character but he's just great <laughs> same character uh, all right gerald you got anybody you want to add
1: yeah uh all the henchmen every single, <laughs> just one, every of single them. one of them Fucking <laughs> terrible yeah. bad lines they're incompetent and they got bad clothes so okay all, all the henchmen they suck
0: yeah i would say i wanted to i'll, I'll add something that i would i have in what age the worst uh, uh-huh. or or just you know what, what didn't hold up and it would be martin lawrence's use of like sleeveless like vests <laughs> in this movie there's a lot of vests and he's not like a very like muscular dude so it's not not, not a great look no nah, not a great look for him um so I'm going to ask this question since since I have it written down later, but I'll just ask it now since Greg brought up the uh, the bad guy, Foussey or Fouché or whatever the fuck his name is. Is there a need for a bad guy in this movie? And what are his motivations? Like, there's really, he doesn't have, okay, you're stealing the heroin. You're going to sell said heroin to other ambiguous, like random, what appears to be like a European drug lord, right? In a white suit, like real incognito also driving a shelby cobra um he just carries around with him as well sure sure (laughs) but like nothing he does makes sense it's almost like hey we don't really have a bad guy in this movie but we're going to throw him in there like nothing he's why is he calling martin and and will when when uh when he's got julie like and hey don't don't mess with my deal or i'm gonna kill her like you don't need to communicate what you're not a fucking Bond supervillain. Like calm down with that shit. So I'm just saying, like, they didn't do him any any like they didn't do him any favors with like really, really poor writing and a really poor, like fleshed out character. And again, maybe I'm expecting too much from a Michael Bay movie. But like you watch you watch you watch The Rock, like Ed Harris, you understand what his motivations are, right? right. Ex-military. Yeah wants to get money, he's going to hold San, uh, San Francisco hostage to give money to the Marines that have died, that have served under him, that don't get any credit. Like, I understand what his motivation is. What is this dude's motivation, except for being just a very pompous Frenchman? Nothing. All right, rant over. Sorry. <laughs> the Jamie Foxx Award for overacting. You could put everybody. Yeah. You could put every single person, but I'm not. I'm going to put Joey pants as captain Howard, because if they had to write like, Hey, this is going to be your archetype for like an over the top captain in an action movie, that's him. Everything from like him saying like about the body count to like, this is your last chance. You got two hours. Let me smoke a cigarette. Let me smoke a." Like everything is the exact same character that we're going to see in like a hundred movies after Damien. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I I will agree with you that Captain Howard was one of the two people I put on my list. Um, Every time he was on scene, it just reminded me of the caricature version of this from Last Action Hero. And it just made me, I was like, fuck, I gotta go watch Last Action Hero. Uh, So anyways, him and then the... uh, over the Overacting Award uh, follow up, I think, goes to Captain Allison Sinclair, the internal oh, affairs God. woman. Also, an oh, archetype
0: God. of, yeah. and also a poorly written woman in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Hey, yeah. in Last Action Hero, do they not have a character called like Vinny the Fart?
3: Yes, I think it's Vinny the <laughs> Fart. It's somebody the Fart.
0: Yeah, and he's dead, right? But they pumped him full of like actual <laughs> gas, and he's gonna pass gas one last time. Yep. I'm pretty sure there's a line in that yep. movie. Yes. <laughs> what a terrible movie. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: somehow the bad guy in that movie, I always get confused. Charles day. He's obviously the dad Lannister in, in game of Thrones, mm-hmm. but he's also the bad
3: guy in what's the Eddie Murphy movie. Golden child. Oh, uh, I don't know. I remember that one. Mm-mm. You don't remember golden child. No, I mean, I don't remember. Like I can tell you characters and stuff. I, I saw him in a ago.
0: Okay. Anyways. Yeah. I always, he just morphs into the same cause he looks the exact same. He's playing mm-hmm. the same character. All right, Greg, do you have an over the top, uh, award nominee
2: i had two people i mean which joey pants was one of them who i even wrote down i said because i had read before watching again that how much you know improv they kind of did on this Mm -hmm. uh that i thought that his script just said that his character was yelling and he had to make up all the lines (laughs) because that's like all that the, the like you said that's all he did um the other person who was like heavily overacting i feel like was the doorman
0: chet like yeah. Two. Oh man, but I like Chet. I'm with Gerald. Like Chet it. Chet Chet Chet's a good dude in this movie for me. <laughs>
2: All
0: right, Gerald, who you got?
1: I, I had two. Uh one I didn't want to give, but I'm gonna give it anyway. The other one was the captain. He was he was dialed up a little bit, but I actually thought Will Smith was kinda going for it um a little bit. And I think it's back to what we originally said. He was trying to break that that kind of mold. Sure. But with the you know, he had, like, two guns, I think. I think he had a shoulder gun and a gun in a Of the course. Back, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> running down the street with, uh, you know, no shirt on. Yep. You know, he was going for it, you know. And, and not, not in a bad way, but I was just like, wow, he's... And even his lines, some of his lines were just kind of... They weren't hitting for me like Martin's was. And, I, and again, sure. I'm a big Martin fan, but he was, like, dialing it up, trying to kind of punch him in there. I was just like, okay, but I'm going to give it to the captain. They're all dialed it up. Yeah, everybody's dialed up, but yeah, that's the two I had.
0: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I'm going with the captain. I'm sticking with the captain. Yeah. All right. Who did the most of the least? Uh, I got three people in this movie, so I got Kim Coates, who we talked about opening scene, because again, it just I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, it's Kim Coates. I, for whatever reason, like uh, Michael uh, Imperioli as the as JoJo the Rubber Man. <laughs> I don't oh, yeah. I don't know I, again cuz then you're like oh shit you know Soprano's like he's been in so many things he's in Goodfellas plays Spider who we just talked about who gets shot in the foot but I like that scene so much with him and Martin and and Will Smith where they're getting um <laughs> where he's getting interrogated and then uh Savario guerrera as Chet that's my guy that's the- I like Chet <laughs> in this movie quite a bit um so yeah, that's who I think did the most of the least. If I had to pick any of these guys, I like Michael Imperioli quite a bit. Who ends up being having like the most acting chops out of anybody in this movie, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damien, you just watched Sopranos not too long ago. Yep. Did you remember him from that oh, one, Oh yeah. yeah, of course, of okay. course. Okay, who did the most of the least for you?
3: Um, I have a different answer, although I will say that I really liked uh, all the Michael Imperioli um, seeing particularly that one where like they're doing the bad cop good comp Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. When uh, yeah. and Martin's like in the hallway and he's yelling. He's like, Jojo, please.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, tell him Joe. Tell him
4: Joe. <laughs> tell him Joe. He's like,
0: I got. He's like, I got some. You guys can pick out some white. Yeah, walls. that's. What I was just <laughs> gonna say. He's like, pick yourself out some
3: white walls. Uh, uh, that's fantastic. Anyway, yeah. the only I only put one thing on my list, uh, and it's Sanchez and Ruiz <laughs> Dude, just dialing it up to like a twelve. Though. Yeah, just with the one-liners.
1: Oh man, they were <laughs> the, good though.
0: <laughs> it came off so corny too. When, but I know it's not supposed to. But it's like at the end when when Mike and Marcus are they go up to them on like the stairs and they're just casually eating like <laughs> whatever, probably fucking Puerto Rican food, like or Cuban food on the stairs. And they're like, we got some shit to like go do, probably gonna get you killed. And they're both just they're like, like yeah, all right, cool. Let's go. Like, yeah. No, nah, man, that's just, that's not real life, bro. It's just... And then they got him dressed up as garbage men. It's true, it's true. <laughs> like, look, I'm not trying to pick holes in the movie, but why do they have to dress up like the garbage men to drive a garbage truck? Does anybody else have a. All they're doing is driving it through the building at the very end of the movie to like infiltrate the airplane hangar. Why do they got to actually wear coveralls like garbage men?
3: <laughs> I'm just asking. Okay. I, yeah, I don't nobody has answers uh for no. these questions.
0: <laughs> no.
3: Greg, who did the most of the least for you?
2: Uh for me it was probably the store clerk just because like <laughs> that scene was one of those scenes that when I think back about the movie there's like you know two or three or four scenes that you'll remember and that was always one of them.
1: Mother bitches. Mother bitches. <laughs> Gerald who you got? Oh my dude Chet the doorman. That's so Chet guy. Chet does oh, it for yeah. you. All oh right. for sure. Yeah. All
0: right. So we have does this still hold up? And so this is the question of, you know, twenty five years later, is this still make sense? Is it still good? Any however you want to interpret it. Uh I got two things. So I mentioned it earlier. So I have the way that Michael Bay portrays women in his films. There's three things. Like I said, they're either going to be sex objects. They're either going to be nagging spouses or they're going to be something that is supposed to be a tragedy that simply pushes the law, pushes along a male story, right? Like this happened, she gets killed. So it doesn't affect any of her friends necessarily, but it affects, it pushes Mike's story along. You know what I'm saying? Like he's incapable of writing or directing a strong woman character. And it kind of bums me out because like, you're going to tell me in all of these movies you've, you've done, you couldn't have had like one strong female lead. So I don't know this, just watching it now. It it just, it's pretty glaring to me. Um, the other thing I mentioned earlier, the fashion, like it's <laughs> fucking bad, dude. I can deal with like eighties fashion but, like, that 90s and early 2000s fashion is fucking terrible. Damien, yeah. you were deep in that 90s fashion with, like, the super wide leg jeans. Are you offended by the fashion in this movie? Yes.
3: Um, <laughs> it's pretty bad. I feel like the, the, like, peak for me was, and he obviously wasn't supposed to be a fashion icon. Uh, but the captain with the fucking oversized striped sh- short sleeve shirts and a tie clip on guarantee that's a clip yeah, on tie yeah all right
0: do you have anything else you want to add in for the what does uh this uh, doesn't hold up excuse me
3: um no i think you hit the things already the like the the wardrobes the like just general misogyny and like objectification of all female characters everybody yeah um the casual racism and then dude, the dude. oversaturated uh orange color grading and a bit of like homophobia yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah like when Tay Leone implies that, yeah. that, you know, Marcus slash Mike Lowry might be gay, he's offended and he wants to tell her, hey, all I do is fuck. Go look at the dents in Go the bed.
3: Go look at the kids. Yeah, that's, how, <laughs> like, that's how I went like, down. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, how What's can how the, the, dents in, the dents in the bed could
0: be you fucking a dude? Like, don't be offended, bro. It is what it is. Like, get in. Like Get it in. What? I don't understand the problem. Oh, <laughs> Greg, do you have anything you want to add?
2: No, same thing. I, I had written down the fashion, but I had written down that not only was it the 90s fashion, but it was like the extreme hard Miami yeah. fashion from the 90s, which was like the, you know, hitting 11.
0: Like, do cops have police officers, detectives that don't have to wear a uniform actually ever dressed like that? No. No.
3: I mean, maybe in Miami. <laughs> I don't think so, dude. My maybe. Do, do we need to do a maybe. TMG road trip? Maybe. Okay. I'm down. Maybe after. You know I'm down. After COVID. Gerald?
1: No, it doesn't hold up. Uh, fashion, I mean, I have it on a couple different notes, but the fashion is terrible. Yeah. Um, it, for me, it's still a fun heist movie, one of my favorites, but it doesn't hold up today's standard.
0: Yeah. All right. So then I have this still holds up, right? So aspects of the movie that still hold up. So I have two things. Young, skinny Martin Lawrence.
1: Yeah. I'm like, this, this
0: dude is just felt.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like cuz even in the second one he doesn't look like this. Right. No. And then I have a i, I mentioned it before Wills and and Martin's chemistry. Like that still holds mm-hmm. up to me quite a bit. Damon, you got anything you want to add?
3: Um I totally agree with that. The the chemistry is like really what makes the movie. Um and they're both super handsome in in this movie. The other thing that's like I feel like not Well, it's part of the whole Miami sort of scene but every art deco building that's in the movie <laughs> still holds up.
0: <laughs> that's still what it looks like, right? Like Miami still looks like yeah. the eighties. Yeah.
3: It's they're gorgeous. They have some really nice buildings in here, which I figured at some point would come up from Greg, but uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Greg, where <laughs> are you at with that?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not as big of a fan of the art deco stuff. So, all right. Sorry.
0: Okay. Sorry. Well, we just expect some fucking random architectural, like, yes, the, Hotel and the Shining is the villain. Like, I expect that from you. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: All
2: right. <laughs> you have anything you want to add to that? Still holds up, Greg? Um, yeah, I mean, to kind of flip it around on what you mentioned for what doesn't hold up is, like, the sex selling in a Michael Bay movie. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of of where everything else is moving, I feel like his movies are still very much this way. And they're making huge amounts of money. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like he's dialed the, like, sex selling in his movie down at all.
0: Yeah, the only reason Megan Fox is in Transformers is to objectify her. That's it. Yeah. By And, and by robots sometimes. Like, it's <laughs> it's not a yeah. good look. Okay. Gerald, you got anything you want to add?
1: No, what you guys said, it's pretty much the, I got the same. I, I like the banter between both uh, Will and Martin. It's okay.
0: Best. Yeah. All right. Would this movie be better if Gary Oldman was in it? And if so, who would he play? I have I have two people he could play, but the main person is Fouché. I
1: got the same exact one, bro. Because I can see him
0: being the same dude he was in the professional hmm. in this movie. But it doesn't work. Like, it doesn't. He's at a different level.
2: <laughs>
0: but I have, he could be the captain as well. But at that point, like, it's not, it's too much. Like, it's not, yeah. he's not in, he's not right for that that role in this movie, but he could play it, obviously. Damien.
3: I'm just going to read you what I wrote, which is (laughs) probably, these are the best, probably not Mike, Marcus or Julie, literally anyone else though. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe Julie. I mean, it's going to diverge from Michael Bay's uh, objectification of women. True. Greg, yeah. what do you got? I put down Jojo,
2: and I I I, th- I was the like, guy? as I was watching him. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was watching. I was like, oh, like a like Gary Oldman of this of this era of that era of the like mid '90s. are eh, well, you gotta fit that role.
0: You know who's not afraid of Will Smith in 1995? Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's not. He's not. Like Imperioli is young, so at that point you can see him maybe being a little slimy, a little worried about when someone actually puts hands on him. Gary Oldman's not worried about throwing hands with Will Smith.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, just not
1: (laughs) Gerald. Uh, The only one I had was uh, Fouché. I I mean, he wouldn't made it better. I don't think it would have been a better movie, but he would have made that character better, way better. He'd
0: certainly be more like sinister.
1: Sure, for sure.
0: Fouché is not scary.
1: Not at all. No,
3: none of the bad guys in this movie are intimidating. Yeah, no, he literally, I'm just... more offended. <laughs> <laughs> he's just throwing a tantrum the entire time. The entire time. Yeah. Doesn't he hit but like the chemist, he does a uh, weird thing where
1: he hit. Head... Yeah. And I'm plus sure like a I, weird character.
0: I got problems with that too. Cause like he needs the chemists. So why are the chemists being little bitches? <laughs> I just be like, bro, you you fucking need me. <laughs> like, I don't need you. <laughs> And his two henchmen, the old, like, the worst. fucking oh, wop, God. like, the old just in, they're just, like, it's everything that they want, like, an Italian older man to look like and sound like. And I'm just like, this dude ain't doing that. And then the other guy who's the mustache and the hair, it's all out of central casting, dude. It's terrible. <laughs>
4: oh.
0: Terrible. All right. Uh, Most memorable line. Going into this movie, I was like, this movie has a ton of lines, I remember. And then I'm like, nah, I kind of don't. Like, nothing I want to say. Like, I don't want to repeat some of the shit they say because it's so corny to me. (laughs) (laughs) So three lines to me. Have a Coke and a smile. I think it's still funny. When Marcus, you know, when when, uh, uh, Mike is like, hey trying to trying to interject into the, the family discussion. And Marcus just tells him, go have a Coke and a smile. That makes me laugh. Uh, freeze mother bitches. Like we already <laughs> said that. And, uh, my shit always works sometimes yes, I think yeah, is a, okay. is a great line. Yep. A yeah one. Damien, you have anything you
3: want to add, uh, they're super corny. You just have to like super. embrace it. Um, I wrote down a bunch, but I'll pick <laughs> a few. No, I want to hear them all. Uh, <laughs> okay. From the top, um, when they're in the car at the start of the movie, uh, I think it's at the start of the movie. Uh, you're damn right it's limited, no cup holder, no back seat, just a shiny dick with two chairs in it. I guess we the ballish is <laughs> dragging the fuck along.
0: It's funny, but I can't deliver it like that, so uh, i like intentionally uh, didn't write it down. Yeah,
3: it was rough. Um <laughs> when they're they're going into the uh that house and I think it's I think it's Martin and he says, Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. <laughs> uh no that's uh no, that will smith's oh you know, so, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah
1: and then and martin's like no you got to say it like a white person or something yeah less like, bass in your like voice yeah He's, yeah some sugar he says <laughs> yeah he <laughs> brown, brown sugar yeah, yeah.
0: yep uh, hey but gerald he, do, gerald do we sound like that
1: that's what martin said i'm
0: know. asking you do i sound like that
1: no no not at all. because right, i've always that's, i've that's, always been like i
0: wonder if i sound like that to other people <laughs>
3: All right, go ahead, Damien. Uh, I don't know why you're going home to your wife. You got shot in the leg. Your dick probably don't even work. <laughs> was that directed at me? Uh, yeah. No, I was just telling you that. Oh, uh, okay. getting, getting back to my memorable lines. Fuck. Um, this is also a Martin line. You like that shit? Wesley Snipes, passenger 57. Now give me the motherfucking handy wipe. <laughs> the handy wipe made me laugh, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. My wife knows I ain't no bitch. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> that's so corny, dude. Yo, yeah. So corny. Um, let's see. Oh, man. I'm always,
0: it's always cringeworthy when, when they, when in casual dialogue, they mention the name of the movie. Oh, like, yeah. I'm always yeah. like, oh, God, that any movie, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it always makes me cringe.
3: <laughs> uh, a really quick Sanchez and Reese one. It would take me a month to explain <laughs> Connie's to you.
4: <laughs> dude, just <laughs> so dismissive. Yeah.
3: And then uh, that's cold. So is your mama's bed. To <laughs> another, isn't that another San- Sanchez and uh, Ruiz? Oh, yeah. Cold. Yeah.
2: Greg,
0: I mean, Damien just covered them all.
2: I know. I don't know what I have to add, except for the fact that, like, they're, they say, like, every corny 90s action movie uh, line while they're chasing the guy down the tarmac. I was just sitting here going, like, <laughs> they're just delivering, like, one after another. Nothing that's worth repeating, but, like, the combined quantity yeah. of them in that, like, two minutes of the movie was insane.
0: The, you forgot your boarding pass blows up the plane. And what does Will Smith just say? Doesn't he just say like, what's up or sup? And then he blasts the dude in the chest with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking it was the coolest thing ever when he's like, give me a pack of like fruity, <laughs> yeah, tropical yeah. fruit, bubblelicious, and some, some Skittles. Skittles. I was dying. I remember thinking like, that's the coolest thing ever as a 15 year old. And now I watch it and I'm like, Oh God, that's terrible. Like it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Gerald? Oh, what do I got? Uh, I mean, Damien covered all the good ones, <laughs> but Freeze Mother Bitches definitely a classic with the tropical fruit bubble dishes and Skittles. And then I always liked when Martin was trying to act like uh, Mike Lowry and he'd be like, This Mike Lowry. So that always made me laugh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I left you guys Are a you- bunch.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you
3: you covered you covered all the. No, no, I I left you guys a bunch. There's uh, when I come, I come with the thunder. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. And then is that on your Tinder profile? (laughs) No, I mean it's about to be my my IG bio. Dude, please
0: for like a month. Can you please make that your IG bio? Okay. Do you want please
3: or it's just baloney? My baloney has a first name.
0: No, no. I
3: want when I what is it when I come I come with thunder. Yep.
0: But can you do it with
3: like a CUM? Oh. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't even, for my own notes, write CUM.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh. Pla- yeah, dude, you need to put it on there. And then uh, uh, this one was Martin as well. I always got to get the big, thick motherfuckers. <laughs> dude, does anybody
0: else gross out when he dips his pickle in a Coke and <laughs> then eats the pickle? It's terrible. Washing the salt off. <laughs> yeah. With more like, it's not like the Coke is washing it off.
3: Yeah. Oh, God. It's an
0: aggressive move. All right. Anything else, Damien? Yeah. Goddamn we tacos
3: are going to kill me. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: oh, man. All right. We can Freeze on. mother bitches, I think is the is the winner though. Yeah. We can move yeah. on. Yeah. i sure. All right. The Samwise Gamgee Award for biggest wet blanket. This is not her fault. <laughs> This is completely Michael Bay's fault, but obviously it's Teresa. It's Michael. It's a uh, Marcus's wife who I find really attractive in this movie. I'm not sure why, but I think she's a very attractive lady. She's written just like the biggest, terrible wet blanket ever. Like the dude is just trying to serve, you know, the greater Miami area as a, as a social uh, or as a what uh, civil servant. And like, she's just like, nah, nah, you got to come home. Like you can't keep, you can't keep being a cop.
3: Damon, you got anybody you want to add? No. I I had the same one and I had a really difficult time even writing it down cuz it's entirely yeah. like Michael Bay's fault. Um but yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not her fault at all. It's just it's she's not giving a bad performance. It's just the way that obviously she's written.
3: Right. He he, right. he wrote her and basically saying like I want Nagy I wife. want yeah, I want men everywhere to go like, "Oh, right, my wife since you understand like she's a real pain in the ass type thing." <laughs> it's very eloquent man well i mean this is michael bay
2: (laughs) greg uh no just the wife i mean that's that's what i had also gerald
1: i i wrote down fouché man i don't understand why he's that's a good one yeah and he's not intimidating in no shape way or form he's more corny and then he has all his corny henchmen following him so
0: you could say he's a wet blanket i mean he is blasting the dude who just wants to do like a couple he wants to do a a couple kilos of fucking blow and like have hookers around
1: But like him doing the head button and i don't know trying to act tough but how does that make him a wet blanket i don't know i just didn't (laughs) that's what i wrote down all right
0: (laughs) i mean chet chet is a little bit of a wet blanket because he's trying to be a cock block (laughs) right a little bit family comes first Movie real estate. Best place to live. So you have the Al Capone suite, right? You got some secret passage passageways and shit. Didn't they say that? Mm-hmm. All kinds of shit there. Uh, Mike's condo. which you never really get an idea of where it's at. It just, I mean, it looks okay. He got a lot of pictures of himself. And then Marcus's house.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I'm going to go with Marcus's house. Like, it looks like it's not in a bad area. Decent square footage. Nice little front yard. Like, I think I might be okay with that. And... He must be doing okay because his kids got Jordans on. If anybody noticed that. <laughs> his kids got Jordan twelves on. So they must be doing okay. Or no, Jordan 13th. So he must be doing all right.
3: Damien. Mike's apartment or condo, or whatever it is, is terrible. His, it's pretty terrible. Do he have a waterbed? I don't remember. I just remember like seeing that, you know, as I watched it yesterday, going if he designed whoever designed the interior of this, knowing like where he's at, <laughs> it's so bad. Sure. Um, For me, the like coolest looking spot that I would want to live would be uh, Julie's apartment. She is like the very clear sort of like art deco kind of theme going, which I do like. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It just looked cool.
0: I mean, she's got your vibe too. She's a photographer, like appears to be maybe a little bit of a minimalist except for the two dogs, Luke and Duke. Right. Friends, (laughs)
2: prostitutes. I mean, you could live that life, dude. All right, Greg. I'd put down the Julie's apartment also. I mean, it, and I remember watching the movie going like, how big is this place? Like every room looked like the size of my house. And then like, you see for a split second, when they're running out, they open the door to what must be the master bedroom behind. And it, the room goes on forever. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's
0: not her apartment. It's Maxine's apartment. It's Max, who is a yeah, prostitute. Right. Who's obviously doing well. Cause she's a high class or high paid uh, call girl. It appears to be or an escort. And she's just riding the sofa. You know what I'm saying like she's there doesn't she doesn't appear to be paying anything.
1: Yeah. Gerald. Uh I had actually wrote down Julie's apartment or Max's place but but I also had ma- I it's so funny cuz I was wondering Mike Lauer's condo looked like something just threw up in there. Every it's just a bunch of random shit, <laughs> random pictures. It it doesn't even make sense. And so I was like, "Nah, I don't want that place." So, I, I, yeah. I actually put down uh Julie's apartment as well.
0: So, Marcus's house though gets like a significant upgrade from the second from the first movie to the oh. second movie cuz in the second one, isn't he on the water? Yeah. Yeah.
2: On yeah. a fucking cop salary. Yeah. <laughs> What's that guy doing? <laughs> I don't know, man. He's into some bad shit, I think. He picked up some of those uh kilos that were left behind. Dude.
0: So, what do you wish there was more of in this movie? So I have two things. I need more Luke and Duke. Like I need more dogs, man. If the dogs are gonna if you're gonna have the dogs and they're gonna be shitting on the floor, like what are they doing the rest of the time? Like they're just hanging out, hanging out in Mike's apartment, or they eating baloney, like what are they doing? I just need a little more dog in, in in the movie. The other thing is I need more Joey pants playing basketball, smoking a cigar.
4: <laughs>
0: like, help me understand. Is it midday? Is he just he goes in there midday with a fucking heater and he's just <laughs> shooting jumpers? Like he's just hitting Jays. While smoking, like, what's he doing? I need to understand that. Cause I think he still has like a t-shirt, like a, like a dress shirt on and shorts. So like <laughs> midday department's going to get shut down. Why is he in there shooting hoops? So I just need more. I need more of that understanding why that is. Damien, do you have, do you have anything you wish there was more of? Or do you just actually wish the movie
3: was over? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At this point, at this point I was Googling the runtime and going like, how long is this movie? <laughs> Cause it's pretty long for, I think what it should be. Um, I could get down with more Lukey and Dookie. Sure. Um, other than that, like slow-mo walkthroughs of the like cool buildings. Dude,
0: I had written down
3: and I spent a good
0: 30 minutes of quote-unquote work time today trying to figure out how much and someone has to have figured it out on the internet and I couldn't find anything. How much of this movie, minute-wise, is shot in slow motion? And I couldn't find it. And I didn't have it in me to actually time it myself. Um, but I'd still like to know. So if anybody, anybody listening can tell me that I'd love it. I have some guy who loves to, to message us. (laughs) He loves to email mistakes that we've made throughout the, each episode. (laughs) Um, and I just reply like, Hey, thanks for the info. Awesome. Like Every episode. So if he can tell me how much slow motion time was in this movie, that'd be awesome. What's
3: an example of a thing that we messed up.
0: Um. The last thing that I can remember, he messaged on was explaining what um, when when we're doing the IMDb lists and we're saying like rated, not rated. He gave like a six paragraph breakdown of what that meant and like the history of cinema and why they went to that. Okay, I'll forward it. Please to you.
3: forward all of his past emails to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, what do you wish there was more of? It's not necessarily something I
2: wish that there was more of, but what I kind of remember there being more of. I almost remember this movie having more action in it than sure. it did this time when I watched it, which was a weird like I was like, there's a lot of downtime of them just kind of, you know, walking around town or whatever. I mean, there's not a ton of dialogue, though, still.
0: True. But you wish there was more well, action, like less, The less, uh... old
2: perception of this movie would have had more action in it. Less slow motion, well, more slow motion. Probably more slow motion. All
1: right, <laughs> Gerald. Um, uh, this was more of a Martin centric uh movie, and I wanted a little bit more uh, Mike Lowry's backstory, just to find out where all that trust fund money came from.
0: <laughs> I mean, but if there's something that we're learning during this podcast is that Michael Bay gives zero fucks about backstory sure. or character development. <laughs> yeah, I know, well, <laughs> like nothing. We know that.
1: <laughs> But that's—I just wish I knew a little bit more about that. But I mean, I we had—we've ha
0: we've had three movies. I would say that we know no more about the characters nope. in the third movie than we do in the first movie.
1: That's true. That is true. Okay. And I think—I
2: think the only reason that he was a trust fund kid was for the sole purpose of getting expensive sport cars into the movie. <laughs> uh, well, again, nice clothes.
0: A shit dude has a shit ton of guns. Like a fucking arm, like an armory in the front of that Porsche, right? (laughs) Yes. All right. Uh, The best. So this question, Damien asked about what this meant as well. So this, the idea of this is just, was this the best that this person was in in, in their career? The person, the genre, whatever. So you could say like, is this the best action movie of all time? So I have three things. I have Will Smith. Is this the best he's ever been in anything, Damien? You're asking me if he's this is
3: the best Will Smith has ever been? Correct. No. <laughs> I, hey, I'm just asking the questions, bro. Greg? No, absolutely not. Gerald? No, not at all. Okay. Martin Lawrence? Damien? No. So what else would he have been better in? I mean, I would take the show, like Martin, over this. Isn't he the same character? Well, the show is different. I mean, sure. there's, there's, there's not like an action star. He's not playing a woman in the movie at any point. True. What
2: was, what was it? Shanene? Shanene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Greg? God. I would say this is the best he's in out of these bad
1: boy movies.
2: Okay. I like them more in this one than, than the second one. or the Sure. First one. Sure, sure. Okay.
1: Gerald? I would agree with uh, Greg on that. because, But this is not his best movie out of everything he's worked on. But I, this is the best bad boy movie for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. The last one I have is
3: Michael Bay. Damien? No, there's no way. I am sorry. I like, clicked back on the list of his movies. Well, I mean, The Rock. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, The Rock. Yeah. That's Are, uh, uh, my answer is going to be no, it's because The Rock. Yeah.
3: All right. Gerald?
1: Same. No, the same as bad.
0: Okay.
2: Anybody have anybody
0: else you want to add to this? Damien? No. Greg? No. All right, Gerald? All right, let me ask this question then. In the pantheon of, and Damien's going to hate this question, in the pantheon of action movies, where does this rank? I don't need a number, obviously, but is it somewhere, like if you were going to think right off the top of your head, action movies, is this maybe like in the middle of the pack? Is it one of the better ones you've seen? Kind of mediocre, like standard, worst? What do you think, Damien?
3: Prior to watching it, Yesterday. Um, based on my memory, I would have put it like upper middle or something like that. Sure. I feel like it got bumped down pretty low though.
0: Okay. I Dude, I couldn't agree more with you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Greg? I'd say it's like in the middle. It's in the middle.
1: Gerald? I'm going to say middle. And I think that's more for my nostalgia for the movie. And I, I still, I, it's still a fun movie for me. It's, I, it's, I was, but it's not, it's, 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 it's have, more of, it's more of a com- I would say more, I like the slapstickiness. And I, again, I like Martin, but as far as action, I mean, there, yeah, there's a lot of guns, but it's
0: considered that. an action comedy. Yeah, so it's definitely has the comedy, comedy. aspect. Yeah. I'm just surprised by, by that because, you know, you did say that this was in your top 10 and then for uh-huh. it to be like middle of the road, that's surprising to me
1: and again i i i think it's more because of martin and what this movie's done for me when i first watched it and i still get sure. a kick out of watching it so that's why okay um is it the, you know now it's nowhere near being but it's i wouldn't say it's lower than like medium um so right above you know medium grade i i would say is this
0: the best out of the series
1: yes <laughs> number okay. 3 is is unwatchable I watched it and and I did it out of respect for her. I don't know. I wanted to watch it. I wanted to close sure. it out because you know, we've been waiting for Bad Boys 3 forever or, or you know, Bad Boys for life and it was bad, super bad. And, okay, yeah.
0: I man, haven't seen it and I want to watch it. It has yeah. like a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics. It's critics. I don't
1: know why. I have no okay. idea. They make Martin look so bad in this movie. It's for me, it, it, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and and I think I, I think I talked about it or maybe I sent someone a message about the color. We talk about color grading on this movie. That thing is like neon purple raved out. And well, that's how the
0: about, second one looked. Look,
1: this one's it it dialed up again. It's just yeah. unwatchable. Even the action is so unbelievable. It is so bad unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you if you remember though, there is a shootout in the second one where they are dumping boats on a freeway. I just want to make sure we all remember that, where there's a guy driving a truck that has boats, and they are literally letting it go, and the, I got the you. Ferrari is just there, there's driving. There's some
1: pretty more. There's some pretty fantastical stunts in this thing too, and I'm like, that doesn't even make sense.
0: Well, yeah, the 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 boat situation, in the second one, there that's not a stunt. It's a hundred percent CGI. I understand. I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah but
1: there's, it's pretty ridiculous in one in the last one. So it does nothing. And I, and I even remember like we're sitting here quoting different things and we kind of vaguely remember this movie's 25 years old. I hardly remember that movie and I just watched it maybe two or three weeks ago.
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah. So all right, let me stick with you then. Whose movie is this? Martin. Okay. So you can, you can, you can split Martin and Will. You don't think it, it's both of their movies? You split it. You could say it's it's Martin's more than Will's.
1: It it without Martin, I don't think it would be the same. Bad boy. I mean, it's bad boys, but um, it, it's it's more of a Martin movie for me because okay. more, more of his storylines in this movie. Okay, Is that if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Greg,
2: I think it's Michael Bay's movie. I mean, yeah. to go from your first directorial debut to like you know from doing music videos to launching you into doing you know top top grossing action movies like to follow this up with the rock like this is definitely his movie and his like launch launching pad
0: yeah it's a great point yeah. i i and i completely agree with that that's where i was going to go with this is that again we keep i keep going back to this is everything is michael bay in this movie And Mm -hmm. not realizing this was his first movie. I knew it was early in his career, but saying that like this launched his style Mm -hmm.
1: from here, it's Michael Bay,
3: every fucking movie.
1: Yeah. I I agree with that too. Yeah.
3: Damien, who you got? Yeah. I think the Michael Bay pick is a good one. Um, for me, I wrote down it's, um, Marcus and Mike, like it's the, the two of them together.
0: Sure. Okay. All right.
3: Uh, so I have one, we have one other category.
0: And that's the underrated, overrated, properly rated. But before that, I have one question I was saving for the very end. If this movie has Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy in it, how much better of a movie is it? Because they were in Coming to America, right, in 90, so five years before this.
4: Hmm.
0: Eddie Murphy at this point, 95, is, is his, he's already peaked and it's, it's on the way down, right? Arsenio Hall, same. They're a little older. You take them, you put them in that. This movie is this movie
3: significantly better, Damien? I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like let's see. It's hard for me to answer because their like peak time was a little before I was really old enough to like sure. understand. And I've seen you know other movies since then, um, but I don't know for whatever reason I have the same kind of connection. I would say generationally, I don't think so.
2: Okay.
0: So I think if you if you have to look at the archetype and like the number one for me, buddy cop movie that is an action comedy, there's two movies that come out, come uh, top of mind to me. And it's Beverly Hills Cop, which is not necessarily a buddy cop movie, but it kind of is. And it's 48 hours. And those are the two. And so I think Eddie Murphy's in both of them. So I personally think if you take Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall and put this, put them in this, it is going to be a little bit of a different tone because they're older, but I think that they're both doing things that are so much better than what Martin and Will Smith are doing. But that's just me.
2: Greg? I'm a little bit surprised that they moved away from them because to me, like that at that time, they would have been a safer bet that this movie would have been a success and a box office hit, right? Because, I mean, coming in with Eddie Murphy, like... How would a movie in that era not have done well? Yeah, I don't but, know if this um,
0: movie. I don't know if they thought this movie was going to be a massive hit. You have a, a rookie director, and you have two TV stars. And again, at this yeah. point, TV stars are still not making the jump to movies.
2: No, absolutely. Which is why I think like it seemed like it was. It might have been a little bit of a risk for all those people to have been involved with this movie. Everyone yeah. who was in the final film. Okay.
0: Gerald.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, it's this hard. I. It, it probably could have been a better movie. I. Um. It would have been different. That's. It would have had a different tone. That's for sure. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Definitely a different tone. A more mature tone. I think.
1: Sure. Sure. Um. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it'd be better or not. But it. It. I. I would have watched that. I mean, sounds interesting. That. That'd have been a good. Sure. That'd have been a good pair up. Okay. Yeah. All right, Damien. Bad boys.
0: Underrated, overrated, properly rated. So, do you need me to go over the scores again? Yeah. Okay. So, the scores, critics 43%, audience 78%. This trilogy of movies has made well over a billion and a half dollars. This is the one that started it. Underrated, <laughs> overrated, properly rated
3: if we're going off of the audience score, which I feel like is what I typically will go off of. Um, <laughs> I gotta say it's overrated <laughs> at 77, <laughs> 76 70, or whatever, 70, 78, 78. Yeah. That's really high. And it's just, the movie just doesn't hold up. Okay. Yeah. I can't, I can't argue with that,
2: Greg. I mean, especially at the time, I think the audience, um, rating of this would be appropriate but looking back at it now with like the the lens that we see it in today probably the critics weren't that far off from necessarily what this movie really was if you look at it past just the action adventure yeah okay
1: gerald i'd say properly rate it but that's just me and like i said i've said it before who the fuck cares what I think, <laughs> 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 but no, I mean, yeah, no, I- uh, it, it won't hold up today at all. Um, but for the time, 78, uh, what well, that was uh, audience, yep, for the time, and it's like, like you said, it's made a shit ton of money. Um, for me, it's, it's properly rated for where, what, what, what it's done and where it's where it's at. That only that movie, though, <laughs> not the other ones. Um, But that's just me.
0: So I think the movie personally is, is overrated Mm -hmm. again to Damien's point. I wouldn't have said that a week ago. Sure. Um, But I think for where, what this movie did for this genre, how important it was for minorities and African-Americans and what it opened up for them. Mm -hmm. And just for us to be able to, you know, for, for, to be a, a movie that made a ton of money that was, it just you know was 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 open and liked by all different um, groups. I think that it's a, it's an important movie for mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. So I can't take that away. Um, but I think that it just a lot like other comedies, and again to Gerald's point, this is more comedy than action movie to me. Doesn't hold up as well as a lot of comedies do, and I think that is right. a part that that's a re th- that happens with movies, comedies specifically that we watch this far out of the time period they were they were filmed. Like this movie hit, we all agree in 95 hit way more than it does now. Yeah. And yeah. it's not something where you're like, "Oh, the jokes don't work." Because it doesn't they're not these elaborate setups for the jokes where like after you've watched it once, it doesn't hit again. It's just because of what's going on in 95 and who we all were in 95 mm-hmm. compared to who we all are in 2020 in my opinion. I think the movie's overrated. But I understand how important it is, and it, it you know it started the career of again one of the biggest ac- one of the biggest actors in my lifetime. I've never mm-hmm. been a massive Will Smith fan, um, but I get it. I understand. I mean, yeah. did
3: you see Wild Wild West?
4: <laughs> I
0: did. <laughs> <laughs> Damien, you like Django like I like Django. Will Smith was originally offered Django. Mm-hmm. Does that
3: movie work if he's Django? I was thinking about that because I just watched that a couple days ago Um, again, obviously. I yeah, I don't think so. I don't particularly like Jamie Foxx. There's nothing like I wouldn't go out of my way and say that I enjoy him as an actor and I can't think of anything. I Particularly like him in. However, he's fucking amazing in Django. He again, we have an award named. We have a category named
0: after him. Um, He's great in collateral. I don't think I saw that one. Yes. He's good. There's, there's stuff he's good in, but then there's the, you know, things like Ray, which he won the fucking Academy award for. But to me again, that's a terrible performance. It's, it's a caricature of an actual real life person. And he's, it's a biopic and he's not portraying to me a real person. Hmm. So I'm with you, but he's so good in Django and I don't see anybody else playing that role. Like he did. Agreed. Yeah. But then again, like, cause he's, he's carrying his own in that movie. He's holding his own with, with Christoph and DiCaprio and Sam Jackson yeah, yeah, who are all, you know, batting a thousand in that movie.
2: Mm-hmm. So, all right.
0: All right, guys, I feel like, uh, this maybe wasn't the most uplifting of pods, but it's a, it's a, it's an honest assessment of a movie that none of us had watched in a long time. And we were all excited to do this pod.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think
0: that this was still a really fun one to do because not a lot of times do we watch a movie. The only movie I can think of that was similar to this was when Tyler and I did Christmas Vacation mm. and you watch it and I was like, okay, some of this still doesn't hold up, but that's a movie I watch every year, but I don't watch it critically. Right. I just, yeah. I watch it. It's in the background. I don't sit and watch the whole thing. So this was an interesting kind of case study and I enjoyed it and I, I, I'd like to do more like this where maybe, you know, it's, it's not empire strikes back. It's not something that I know is one of my favorites. it's something i remember liking quite a bit and maybe it doesn't hold up as well
2: sure yeah
1: yeah
0: all right gerald man i'm sorry we kind of shit on a movie that's in your top 10 for an hour and 48 minutes (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: that's all right man i love it i love the discussion it's a good point yeah yeah Yeah, for sure
0: all right guys anything else no does anybody want to sing the uh, theme song (laughs) (laughs) i'm just i'm just i was just asking just in case uh, all right, gents. Since that was a, that was a no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the best we not. Like, <clears throat> all right, guys. All Thanks right. for being on. And uh, you guys all be good. And we'll do it again. All right, everyone. That is the Bad Boys Long Form Discussion Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, let us know what you thought. I know, again, with 95 when this movie came out, it was a juggernaut. So I'm interested to see what everybody thinks 25 years later. Uh, let us know on any of our social media platforms, Instagram at the Morning TheMorningGeekdom, Facebook and Twitter at Morning MorningGeekdom. Always shoot us an email, TheMorningGeekdom at gmail.com. Uh, give us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe on any of the platforms you're listening to us on. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Thanks to Damien, Greg, and Gerald for being on. You guys are awesome. Sorry, Gerald, we shit on a movie you like for uh, an hour and 48 minutes. And... Uh, Yeah, guys, can't wait to do it again. We'll do it next week, and uh, shout-out to Gary Oldman.